Hello, everybody. So, you know, sometimes life can just throw these curves at us, these really hard things at us, things that are so difficult that they, they seem to be unacceptable. They seem to be wrong, that they just shouldn't be. And it can even throw clusters of these things at us where we can feel like, oh, my God, I just can't take it anymore. When these things hit, what many of us have a tendency to do, what I had a tendency to do over and over again, was to turn to the spiritual path. And then I would get my little life cleared up, you know, get out of the, out of the frying pan, and then I'd, I'd just go back to being the same way I was. Because I hadn't suffered enough yet. So you just, you have to suffer enough. When you've suffered enough, then you'll actually begin to entertain the idea of genuine surrender and not just the, the mouthing of the word surrender. I've heard so many people, you know, talk about, yes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm surrendered, but no buts in surrender. It's a sad fact. You know, but because the mind is always looking for the the exception to the rule. And the rule is that we must surrender to all arisings. But the mind means thinks, you know, well, okay, I understand that. But surely they don't mean this arising, right? Not, not things like this. I mean, as soon as I get through this, then I'll be calm and, and, and everything will be smooth enough to where I can, you know, surrender but I can't surrender to this but see the only thing we can actually surrender to is this because this is all there is and the only time we can surrender is now because now is all there is so if we don't surrender to this right now we're not surrendered now how is it that we actually go about surrendering then that a key I mean just you know that we talk a lot about it but how do we do it well the truth is we don't do it it's done to us or for us, however you want to look at it. What we have to be willing to do is tell ourselves the truth. And upon telling ourselves the truth, surrender is then a spontaneous movement. I talk about the, 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 my drinking days because that's such a great parallel to some of the things in recovery, such a great parallel to some of the things in, uh, in non-duality in this teaching. And when uh, I knew that, for instance, that I knew I couldn't drink successfully, I knew that I couldn't drink successfully, I knew it for 20, 25 years before I quit. Everybody else knew it too. It was very, it was quite evident. But knowing that I could not drink successfully didn't help me quit drinking. I, I knew I couldn't drink successfully as I watched my houses and cars and wives and family, just all of it just go right down the tubes. Well, obviously, I can't drink successfully. Damn. That part of catching that half of the pattern wasn't enough to push me into recovery. When it got really bad for me, which was right before it got really good for me, that's the way it is sometimes. And 
what happened was that I could see that, okay, I can't drink successfully, but here's the real kicker. I can't quit trying to drink successfully. See, then I'm completely screwed, and that's where we have to be. That's where we have to be willing to go. We have to be willing to tell ourselves the truth about our situation, whatever that is, about the hard thing that life has thrown at me. You know, I, I deal with, with people in all kinds of tragic situations and people who who are have terminal illnesses, people who've just been diagnosed with, you know, terrible illnesses and, and um, people who've had um, loved ones and die, sometimes more than one. These are these are the these are very very difficult things and even if it's not that you know the the divorce can be strong the the loss of a job can be strong the, the financial difficulties all of these things that 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 hit us these are the things that we weren't planning on these weren't the part of our expectations and when the when they come, I mean, it, it's it's why me, why now, why this? And the answer to all those questions is always the same, and it's why not. And that's the truth. There's not a lot of comfort in that, but there's a lot of truth in that. Why not? But there actually is a lot of comfort underneath that, because I begin to accept the fact, see the fact, just the truth of it is that the world is doing what the world is doing. And I'm along for the ride. I'm not doing what I'm doing and trying to pull the world in my direction. That's what I did for decades, was trying to pull the world in my direction. It doesn't work. The only thing that works is when I turn and move in the direction of the present momentum. I remember some time ago I had a young woman who asked me what should I do with my life and the after I told her not to listen to an old drunk like me the next thing I said was to be willing to notice which way the wind is blowing and be willing to move in that direction. So be willing to notice the direction in which the wind is blowing. So not only just see it but be willing to acknowledge it even, even when it's not going your way, when it's not going the way it should, because what is the should? It's all relative. It's all relative to this center. It's all relative to my character's position in the play. That's, but it's not, there's nothing actually true about it, that things are not going as they should. They're not going the way I want them. And I get it. Don't think that this unit does over here doesn't have its preferences. It does. I have, I've had good stories and I've lived good stories and lived bad stories. I like the good stories better. I like the stories with money more than I like the stories without money. But I'm not married to having a given set of money because I've seen that I don't need it. And I've seen that I get what I need. I just have to. I just have to want what I get. That's the key. But I always get what I need. I can't not 
It's just the way that things work. There's so much going on here. There's so much going on here which I can't talk about, which I've seen, but I can't actually talk about, and that, I mean, it's just doing, this is all just happening. It's just all just happening. It's all happening on its own. It's, we can say that it's wrong. That's coming from a relative view. I can say that it's perfect. That also is coming from a relative view, but it's a better story. So I'm kind of going to tell myself stories. I'm going to approach it from the position that it's perfect and find out why that is the case. But the truth is, it just is the way it is. It's neither perfect nor, nor terrible. It is the way that it is. This is the, this is the one inarguable fact, is that things are as they are. So for me to be in opposition to things being the way that they are, I'm not changing that situation. I'm changing this unit, this character's experience of that situation. I'm going from a, a place of possible comfort, at worst neutrality, to a place of suffering. And I get to, I need to get to go to that place and stay at that place as willing, long as I'm willing to suffer for it. But when I get tired of suffering, I turn around and I come to the truth. That's what I always did. I was a seeker for 24 years, but off and on, not every day of 24 years. I was drawn to this teaching. I was never drawn to this teaching originally until I woke up in a mental hospital for the second time as a full-blown alcoholic that they were calling me a manic depressive because they didn't treat alcoholics. And I'm not saying there was no mania present. There was, but it was predominantly alcoholism. But I was, I was just absolutely, I was all life's washout. You know, I'd lost everything and everyone. I had no chance at any getting it ever anywhere again. I was 32 years old, I think. 31, 32. Just a complete washout, a complete loser. And that's when I, you know, turned to spirituality. And it wasn't my idea then. I just heard a voice that you really ought to, you know, you ought to, Give Zen a try. You ought to look at Zen. That's what it said. You ought to look at Zen. I didn't even know what Zen was, really. I mean, I had some kind of notion of it because of the, the literature from the Beat Generation, and I, I knew something, but not a lot, not much. Not enough to have ever hatched up that idea. But I couldn't be consistent even with that because as soon as my situation got rosy again, then I started managing things again, and Things went well until they didn't. But when I'm trying to manage thing that manage things, that's coming from a false point of view. Because I, when I'm trying to manage things, I think I know what's good for me, and I don't. And I think I know what's good for you, and I don't. And I think I know what's right for the world. And I don't. How do I know that I don't know what's right for the world? Because I can look at the world now and see a lot of things that don't line up with my preferences. I'm not resisting them. 
but I see they don't line up with my preferences. And it's not that my preferences are right and the world is wrong. It means that my preferences are skewed, but they're my preferences anyway. And that if I want to be married to him, I can suffer. Krishnamurti said, I don't mind what happens. That's my secret. I don't mind what happens. But see, there's a lot of difference between I don't mind what happens and I'm jumping up for joy, right? Like, wait, yay team. And sometimes that's the best that we can do. And sometimes we can't even do that. Sometimes the story will overwhelm the unit, will overwhelm the character. Even when we're in this teaching, even if we've had an awakening, even if we're relatively clear, and it could be even if we're very clear, I don't know, that the, it, the thing can, the situation can come that overwhelms us and we are drawn back into the dream. And the dream, of course, the, the, the foundation of the dream is that something's wrong. That's the foundation of it. There it is. That's the dream in a nutshell. There's something wrong. It's where, it's where it all starts. But of course, it's something's wrong for me. But from the awakened eye, there's nothing wrong. The awakened eye, things are as they are. There's no judgment to it. But it's if we get overwhelmed, we get overwhelmed. The last thing you want to do is then come in and say, well, I should be more awake than this. No, no, you shouldn't. Because if you should be more awake than that, you would be. And you don't know. You don't, the, the idea that you should be anything is wrong because you're saying, I should be better to overcome this thing which is so lousy. And all those points of view are wrong. It just is the way it is. I don't know what's right for anybody. I really don't. You know, it looks to me like this path would be good for lots of people. Da 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 da. da. It's good for who it's good for, and apparently is not not set for those who it isn't set for. Okay. I think that people should live healthy and long and at peace. And I notice that generally speaking, they don't. You know. What do we live? We live for a few short decades through which there's much struggling and suffering and there's tremendous, there's war and disease and poverty and all these things that I think shouldn't be, but here they are. And to the degree that I think they should be, shouldn't be, that is the degree to which I'm going to suffer. So am I willing to tell myself the truth, which is that I don't actually know how things should be. That's a hard truth, isn't it? I don't know what should be, other than what's going on here now, it's possible that this is what should be going on. Tremendous amount of evidence that points to the fact that this is what should be going on. Zero evidence pointing to anything else. But I don't even know that this is what's supposed to be going on because I don't know nothing other than I know that I am, but I don't even know what I am. I know that I am, 
but I don't know what is saying I am. We call it oneness. It's a word. Call it Fredness. That's a word that means zero. I know that I am. That's what I know. I don't know what's going on here. I have no idea. I Because I, consciousness, am prior to language. I'm prior to words. So I don't use language and in the absence of it I have no clue as to what's going on here. If I wanna if I wanna flip the toggle switch to Fredness, I've got language and I can tell you that we got books and paintings on a light and a damn mess out here. And we'll always have a damn mess out here. Because that's Fred's world. When I'm seeing from Fred, that's what I'm gonna get. That's what he's always gotten and what's what he'll always get. Fred's looking for clarity instead of me looking from clarity. Fred's not, there's nothing Fred can do to solve my issues. Fred is not going to solve my problem. Fred is my problem. And to, I mean, you know, it just, it, it is. It's my challenge. Am I willing to give it up? Am I willing to give up this Fredness? Am I willing to give up? Because that's what all of this, I know, I know, I know, that's what it's coming from. Because Fred knows what all this is. He knows exactly what you should be doing, exactly what everybody else should be doing. He knows what's right right, and what's wrong and what's good and what's bad. He knows all this. He knows, he knows, he knows, and he's just miserable. Because it's not going the way he knows it should no matter what's going on. And if it changes radically, it still won't be right. It won't make any difference. Because the nature of this thing is just pure argument, just pure resistance. Living in the absence of should is just being wise enough to tell myself the truth. Which is, in my situation, it was I can't, I, I, that I cannot drink successfully and I can't quit trying to. We can notice that another path like that is that I cannot think successfully and I cannot quit trying to. That means you're screwed. Because what you're doing is you're telling me that my mind is wrong and I can't not believe it. And that's actually not true. You don't have to believe what it says. I learned early in sobriety that, that my mind was not a reliable source. That's one of the things that helped me in non-duality. Was that I saw prior to ever coming to, well not prior to Zen, but prior to direct non-duality, I came to see that my mind was not a reliable source. That it, would, that it was absolutely getting me in trouble at, at every turn. And so I had to find another, I used a 12-step a, a group, but I had to find another higher power, right, other than my mind. And that, that higher power doesn't have to be, you know, religious or out there or spiritual or God or anything like that. It can be whatever it is. You can put your faith in an acorn and come out better than putting your faith in your, in your mind. Because if the acorn says nothing, it'll be right most of the time. <laughs> and my mind is talking all the time, and it's almost never right. When it's right, it just got lucky. 
not because it has developed any sort of insight or wisdom. It's a crazy mind. It was a crazy mind that I woke up to when awakening occurred, and it's a crazy mind now. And if I live, if I live according to my mind, I will experience, I will have a crazy life. Just that simple. A crazy life is still available to me, I promise you. Still available here, so to speak. I can jump on the Fredness train and be just as miserable as anybody if I want to believe my mind. And all I got to do is start believing any one thought will do it. Because once I have a single believed thought, I have created a believer, and now I got a center, and now I get it to suffer all over again. Better to, for me not to believe anything. I don't believe that I am. I just can't say that I'm not. Has to be something here to say to, to, to say that. So I can say that I am, but I don't know what I am. I don't know what it is that's saying that. I don't know if I don't know what I am. I certainly don't know where I am, but other than here, whatever that means, I can say you know, and I, and I don't know what's going on other than this. But but just because I can say this here, that doesn't mean anything. I don't. It does. It doesn't doesn't hold any. There's, there's no concrete bottom line meaning to it. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what it is that doesn't know what's going on here. I just know that I don't. If I don't know what I am, I don't know where I am, I don't know what's going on, can I possibly, in any way, shape, or form, know what should be going on? And the answer is absolutely not. There's no possible way. And I notice that in the absence of a story about what should be going on, suffer. The same stuff may be going on, but I don't suffer from it. The world may still be going to hell in a handbasket. Maybe we're going to just buzz our, you know, drown ourselves with, or, or, or burn ourselves, whatever, with this climate weirdness. Who knows? I don't have to worry about that. I can, and it doesn't mean that I don't take that I don't take practical measures. I take lots of practical measures to avoid that, to do my part. But I don't have to worry about it because I don't know what's supposed to be going on. It's only my guess. It looks to me like it would be a skillful path for us to rescue this planet for our own selfish benefit, if nothing else. But I don't know. I don't know what should be going on. In the absence of a story about what should be going on, I, 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 about what should be going on, then I, I just have no argument with what is going on. This is the whole key. When I come in opposition to the difficult things in life, I suffer. When I suffer, I'm not 100% available to be part of any solution. The most important thing for me to do is to live as a awakeness. The very thing, the very most important contribution that whatever this is can make to the planet is to stay awake itself, be a beacon, 
because we're always we're always broadcasting whether we know it or not you know not just like this I was broadcasting before I cut on this camera I'll be broadcasting when I cut it off you're broadcasting too we're all little radio towers who we are is what we teach I hear my wife has just arrived home. She is uh, greeting the dogs. That's a sure sign that this video is coming to a conclusion. See you later. Stay in touch. Bye-bye.